I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips because Rod and Karen are so hot. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. I'm your host, Rod. Joined as always by my co-host, Karen. And we are live on a Sunday morning ready to do some podcasting. Yes, sir. Uh, we have a person that's been a guest on the show many times. Mm-hmm. Friend of the show. Mm-hmm. Friend in real life. Mm-hmm. Comedian, writer. Uh, you may know him as co-host of the podcast, Comedy Outliers it's my man mike brown what's going on brother yo living good feeling blessed good so blessed we love when our last night recharged my blackness i don't know how y'all do it <laughs> well you do gotta re- you gotta recharge the blackness every once in a while yeah, it's like the do. green lanterns rings where yeah. the green lantern gotta like suck it you know gotta get some yeah. some of that energy and then you oh. come back listen i woke up i woke up this was around my neck i don't know how it happened i woke up like this i said what okay how did this happen uh to the east my brother to the east okay Uh, (laughs) uh, for those that listen on audio only he he pulled out the the black medallion okay um that black the red black and green yes took it took it back to the roots and uh mike i want to tell you that uh, i know this and i tell this to a lot of people but for most people uh we've met but we've always met only virtually and i got to see you in person for mm-hmm. the first time yeah. and it was a wonderful thing and you looked the same because it was, <laughs> it, it was hilarious because me and roger was sitting there and you walked by saying that looked like my ground and it yeah. was and i was like I, I was thinking i hope it is because i don't want to feel stupid going hey mike and they turn around and go oh no no no, no 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 <laughs> no it's 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 me that's right there, there's no hat fishing here okay? and for the- <laughs> you know what i'm saying no because i will listen and i would just listen to every lennox too right all right she's talking about you hat fishing you cat fishing i'm like wait no no both <laughs> yeah, i don't even gotta wear the hats i used to no now it's me yeah it, outside. You it, it's interesting too because like um i had taken karen to see uh the super video bros mm-hmm. um and yeah, it I, was so much fun i didn't i don't think i told karen like where we were going who was all gonna be there no. and stuff so i just like posted up in the lobby or whatever i knew they were coming oh, and uh we were just chilling having a couple of drinks and then so to karen it was all a surprise it was like oh yes. mike brown <laughs> what <laughs> dylan what is happening you know it was, it was like, awesome i'm gonna send y'all through the video screen <laughs> <laughs> oh the, man how's and i really i really appreciate y'all coming out i'm sorry to cut but like nah. y'all coming out it's different because like when we had uh when we had covid we couldn't do the shows in person and we were like rocking right before COVID happens. Like we were rocking. So when we stopped, he's like, all right, we want to do some shows in person and we need to like feel that energy. So like seeing, it's like seeing family in the audience is like, oh yeah, we do. And we say, oh, it's going to be a nice night. We're going to rock. You know what I mean? It's just like, you just right. got yeah, it was, it was interesting. I'm getting to it. I'm going to be real hyped. It, nah, it's, it's all good. Be hyped. Get hyped. We love it. Oh, love I apologize. Okay. Energy. We I need apologize. this morning energy. I'm drinking coffee too. Um, so the other thing I was going to ask is how is, uh, Super Video Bros going? Cause I think when we went, it was your first time being at the QED. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we had a great time. Yeah, like, wow. honestly, I know uh, I was super hyped. So it's, it's, me. it's an yeah. audience involved type of situation. Yeah. So like y'all, you kind of get to play along with them. Mm-hmm. They're asking for suggestions yeah. and stuff from the audience. So like it, to me, it was like such a great time. Um, but yo, how's, how's that going too? It's, it's going good. Uh, me personally, I'm like, when I produce, when I'm in that mm-hmm. vibe, I'm like, I get very particular and I know like y'all doing it, y'all get that way too. Yeah. So it's like, 
the first time in QED was cool. I love that space, but I'm like, I don't know if this is the space for what we want to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I, it, it's it's like it's also um you went to uh the uh, uh drunk black history right? Yes. And that is a different space and it has a different energy. And I'm yeah. like, Video Bros could work there, but it's also like, man, it needs to be funky. You know what I mean? It mm-hmm. needs to be in a basement somewhere mm-hmm. where if you know, you know, and you can just wild out, have a good time, celebrate, and it's like this kind of secret, big, monstrous thing. Okay. So that right now is what we're trying to figure out. Like, okay, how do you, how do we make that happen? How do we take it back to that essence? I don't yeah. want it to be too sheeny, you know, especially too. With anything that's going on, it feels like I want everything to be extra black. Right. right? Because it was always just black. It was always like, you know, it's, it's black, you know, it's black, it's black. I'm like, oh, this is, what, what is this black? Black comedy. Oh, yeah, I think like, no, that's a black, black comedy. Yeah. Like, Fuck y'all. Fuck y'all now. All right. I try, I try, I try to relax. <laughs> and then yeah. um, the other thing, too, is like, y'all brought back Comedy Outliers, the podcast. Yay! And yeah. Comedy Outliers, the show. Let's go. So, I mean, yeah. I feel like you getting yeah. your production hat all the way back on i'm over here. here for all of this yeah. i was sad when it went yeah. away i'm like i have podcasts wow. when they disappear off my feed i just cry and i just go back periodically <laughs> and just refresh hoping one day i see a spark of a download or something so just know i've yeah. been the one looking for you so can you tell people one what comedy outliers is and then two like what made y'all decide to bring it back all right, so uh, Comedy Outliers is a show. It's I, it's more of a brand now. When we first started, mm-hmm. it was just a show that we did. Like, all right, me and Brandon Collins, like, yeah, we're both funny comedians, and we see all these shows, and they have all these great comedians on it, but none of them are black. Why do we keep getting overlooked? We want to have a dope show. Also, in our class, there's so many funny people who are not getting any kind of love. Mm-hmm. Why are they being overlooked? And we're like, okay, if instead of answering the question, we were like, we're going to start a platform to answer that question so we don't have to ask it anymore fuck asking let's do something right Mm -hmm. so it started like that then it became a podcast so for like five years i want to say we gave some of the best podcast episodes Mm -hmm. ever like we we would tear we were tearing the streets up tearing the streets up you know then we took a break because you know brandon had to do some stuff i was doing some stuff i was on sam b um i had i had like sold a pilot and i was working on all these things and it's like you get that feeling of like okay I, i know i'm feeling i'm ascending and I'm still ascending. Brandon's ascending. It's like, all right, we can't put in the type of work that we want to put in to make this thing right. Right. Let's not fool ourselves. Let's not fool the people. Let's have a little respect for what we're doing. Right. So we stopped. And um, it's funny because I remember coming on, coming on you guys show and being like, yo, we still cool. And you're like, right. yeah, cool, bro. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, we good. We patch it up. You know, yeah. not even patch it up, but like, yeah, we back, but we didn't get a chance to really right. rock. And then um, I, know, I know y'all have spoken to him, but like, he's been in LA. So the more we would talk, and just connecting back on like, yo, this ain't about business. Like, bro, how? What's good? What's right. good? How are you? And then feeling back and be like, all right, do we do we feel like doing this? Do we want to do it? And then getting back into it. Now, I I think the podcast right now is mm-hmm. better than it's ever been. I I really I really feel like that. Like, we talk some comedy stuff. We also talk some real life stuff. Right. Brands in a different place. Like, I'm in a different place. I feel like. I feel like I'm doing my gray hair justice. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I feel yeah. more mature. <laughs> Giving them a little wisdom. Yeah, a little wisdom. Like I'm, I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm outside, but like I'm not like wilding outside. I'm not running around the streets. Right. You know, I'm on the stoop. I'm on the stoop. I think. I think also <laughs> for me, uh, like one of the things I love about Comedy Outliers is you get like the kind of behind the scenes, you know, real talk that I think most comedians are kind of afraid to do. Right. Because you know, as much as comedy is promoted as like this 
meritocracy of just be funny and shit like it's yeah. obviously us with eyes that are fans you see that it's more than just be funny because it's, it's whims to yeah. why motherfuckers making yeah. it don't and yeah, it's, it's a lot and it's, of be funny that ain't famous yeah it's mm. a lot of like you know behind the scenes shit or like this person don't fuck with this person and all that right. and so it was cool that there's this spot where people like can just kind of be open about like this was my experience like with this thing and it's not even vindictive mm-hmm. or like uh it's not like salacious or like here's my hot take like it's it's just straight up like how i imagined uh at the time how i was like imagining black people be talking in the industry in the green room in the industry you know on the text thread but everybody was kind of afraid to do it so like that was the main thing i loved about it and when the show stopped i didn't assume like i never assumed like these motherfuckers got beef or something no, i was like everybody but got busy I, oh, okay. <laughs> right yeah yeah but i know but i know enough to ask you know what i'm saying i know enough to ask though yeah. that's why i had to be like y'all like right like like if i book y'all on the show together it's not gonna be like some shit where y'all be like i can't believe yeah. Rod did that that's fucked up yeah so i had i had yeah, to ask right, <laughs> right that's so real because you, you gotta put the journalist hat on and also just like yo brother to brother like y'all y'all good right like i don't yeah yeah i, I just i just want to be sure i ain't want to fuck around and be like yeah man yeah. you know what i'm saying i'm booked y'all together and then y'all be on the show like i can't believe this motherfucker's I here can't. so you know oh, you booked you booked him i have covid i just <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I can't be on the stream no more yeah. you know? hey, what's up like hey love you Rod. love you care what's up mr collins right yeah. <laughs> Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I see you here. <laughs> I see you, brother. All is well. All is well. <laughs> so I had to oh, check. You, you look good, brother. You look good. <laughs> yes. <Yeah, exactly. laughs> Sorry, Bobby. Yeah, yeah. Let's go for drinks. Let's go yeah. Drinks. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. we didn't want none of that vibe. And I can I can say for me. Yeah. I'm funny. <laughs> we do, yeah, we do. I do jokes. I do jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy. How about you, Nick? No. <laughs> Be like, wow, the energy, the energy changed. Like, what is happening here? Yeah, yeah. Now, it's it's me and Brandon. Me and Brandon. So this is like, I think we're in the best place we've ever been. As and and this is this is yeah. I think new masculinity and all that. It, I, I don't know. It's like I feel like we had a different space where it's right. like, oh, we see each other. Alright. Oh, this, this is real. Let's, you wanna go, you wanna go behind the scenes, have some super real uh-huh. conversation here? I got my okay. Let's this go. Stuff? Okay. <laughs> I hope you got y'all drinks. I hope you're locked in. I hope you're locked in cause we gonna ride. <laughs> so, there's a thing when you, when you're doing comedy, right? And you're on your journey, being a comedian, figuring out what you're gonna do. For me, and I think a lot of other comics, you just focus on doing comedy. Like, yo, this is all I wanna do. I'm dedicating my life to this. And you make so many decisions based on chasing that and that thing becomes the most important thing and i think it's in other industries too like if you're acting it's like podcast you're like oh i'm doing this i'm gonna i'm gonna work the room i'm that 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 you you try to you and you become something that is not who you are and you Mm. stay away kind of like from your roots Mm -hmm. so while that happens you're in this new community and it's like are you grounded or not 
Mm. Now, when we started Comedy Outliers, me and Brandon, both black comics, both black producers, we kind of, we saw each other. You know, you see someone like, oh, I see you, I see you. And we're like, okay, we rocking, we're rocking, we're rocking. Now, it's like, I see you, but this is bigger than comedy mm. for me. This is bigger than Comedy Outliers. <coughs> like, no, I love, I love doing this with you. Like, yeah, we can do right. this. This is fun. It's always going to be a great show. Right. But this, this has some of that chase the quote-unquote bag energy, mm. but that's not the only thing it is. It's not like when the mics are off, right? I don't talk to Brandon anymore. <laughs> right, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, when when we're not on stage, it's not like, yeah, what's up? You good? What's going on? We talk to right. you. Like, that's, it, it's, it's more of that. So it feels like now, when we do the podcast, it's like, oh, let's just record this conversation. Right. Versus... Mm-hmm. Let's do this podcast, and that feeling it, it's it's so it's so good and free. I think and also so like Bro. it helps that y'all were able to be successful apart too in those ways. Like y'all each yeah. had different milestones in y'all's careers between the time that y'all were doing it the first time and the the comeback. Because I feel like that individual validation matters. Because one thing about partnership is that people will stop seeing you as an individual mm-hmm. sometimes and it'll be like oh mm-hmm. the partnership of yeah. this the combination of this or you know and you know as a husband and wife team it, it even happens with us yeah. where like uh people will book both of us on something where you could tell they just kind of wanted the one of us yeah, you know what I mean? like, y'all could have like did. it would have been fine yeah. we, <laughs> nobody was gonna be offended yeah we, we didn't take this personal you know and <laughs> And it's been times, and like I say, I don't take it personally because I know me and Roger have two different vibes, two different feels. Like yeah. we don't yeah. have the same brain, and so mm-hmm. it's been times where people just want Roger, and it's okay if you just book him. Yeah, you I think know? I like, think like, like like I'm not offended. I don't take it personally. Right, yeah. and I be doing shit too. I think yeah. also, and you have your day, right? Hey, like I'm right. gonna do this exactly. exactly. <laughs> Um, so i think like that like and then coming back with those individual experiences too because like you know you working in front of the camera uh being a writer as well um uh you know uh brandon being a writer work going out to fucking la um that kind of stuff you know it i think it all brings together different experiences and then it's kind of cool to hear y'all like trade those like hey this is what i picked up on this and have you experienced this yeah. too and so i I don't know i love i love the return man i've been rooting for it the whole time to be honest like i was i was like i've never put pressure on nobody like i wasn't popping up like when y'all gonna get back but it was like when it popped back up i was like good man that's what that's what the fuck i'm yeah. talking about that's one of my favorite podcasts yeah. period it, it is and one thing i absolutely love about Thank the you. show as somebody who is a non- comedian quote-unquote which means i don't you know do quote-unquote yeah. stand up like you guys do yeah i learned a lot about comedy you guys and three guys on i would sit and i would listen to you guys and i would learn how to construct jokes like like and i and i know y'all just talking and and, and this yeah. thing is second nature to you but to me a lot of that stuff was new so I would learn things like what a callback was, what certain terms was, like if they said certain things, like when you go, particularly with us being our own producers and doing our own live shows, learning what the lingo is and what these things mean and not trying to find and learning your value and what you're supposed to charge. You know, I'm not trying to, shit like that is what I learned and it helped me sharpen my, my comedy skills. It helped me 
be more funny it helped me learn how to because what i've realized is when you're telling a joke joke it's like jump rope and you have a single one and then sometimes you have double dutch and double dutch was fucking me up (laughs) and i'm almost like wait a minute it's going too fast what is happening when do i jump in when you know i mean when and so i I learned how to just say fuck it and jump in and 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 if i fuck up the ropes it's okay you know they will start like 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 it's okay to take that plug (laughs) it's okay to suck at it and be bad at it yeah and and stuff like that and you guys kind of taught me that Uh, yeah it's well first of all thank you and also i know that y'all know that you've inspired us like you get your flowers i don't know how many times y'all get your flowers but just like being independent and creating a space where it's like we we can come and enjoy our sunday mornings we can enjoy these times during the week you know what i mean even with the uh like the the spotify when that was happening when Mm -hmm. after it was just like yeah it's like Yes, we were. It, it felt like a real <laughs> yeah. win. Yeah, 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 you know but I mean? it's a team it's, win, it's, yes. It's, yeah, it's like, and, and it's a real thing too. Like with, with comedy, it's like when you see your friends start making it, mm-hmm. you have that yes, but you also have that hate. There's also like mm-hmm. a little bit of hate. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, that no. There's a little, right. there's a little bit of that. It's a little bit of how, how you get that. How you get that. Yeah, how you, who books that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm funny. Talk to Jimmy. Like, yeah. Tell, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, tell Jimmy to call, hey, Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> what are we doing? Yes. That's how you feel. Right. Yeah, kind of, it's funny, too, because, like, um, I know on the writer side of it, writing for uh, Game Theory, um, yeah. and it being a late-night black comedy show, there was a lot like i could feel the difference sometimes talking to people where they be on some like kind of like yeah but how are you i mean i know you funny but like you be writing this shit too like what what happened I, yeah and i'm like this nigga been writing his whole goddamn life yeah. like i got letters from when he was a kid he is a right yeah. ass nigga yeah. but it's, it's, and they just it don't different. see it and they don't say they look like no. Wait, i just i just thought you was t- Yes. Words now. Wait, how did you? When you had time to do all that? Did you pay more money? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's the game theory? What game you running? Right. <laughs> and it's just like, can't you just be happy, right? Man? And, and it's and and I, I know that y'all y'all felt this because like talking about being like one of a team. Yeah. Like, sometimes I know I know with our during our extension, I think like I'm more just like. I'm more like energetic where mm-hmm. Brandon is more like a kind of like a he'll be like yeah. cool jazz vibe and mm-hmm. then he'll get hot and then he'll like chill out and I'll just be like energy 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 That's energy me. so people are like oh Mike we want you here and I'm like yo but you should get Brandon something like oh no we just want you I'm like okay cool right and I don't know how that might have right him but I also was always I always from from the beginning I was like yo we are on this journey together right I don't care what happens in my career I'm not. I'm not the type of person to be like, yo, I made it. I'm out. Peace, y'all. Right. I'm not like that. If you the homie, you I'm the like, homie. I'm like, yo, if I'm good, yeah. Like, if I can get up to this spot and I see, like, okay, there's a there's a door. I can open the door. I right, come on, yo, let's let's go. Yes, I've always I'm always been like gonna that. be like that. Mm-hmm. Right. So so uh, seeing seeing Brad, and it's also like when I look what Brandon's done. He was a part of the uh, Universal Studios uh, uh, motion picture writing program, right? right? And I think there's like each session they might pick like six people, mm-hmm. right? There's over thousands and thousands of thousands of applicants, mm-hmm. right? So 
it's not like oh yo yo Bra- oh brandon got his pros like no brandon got it. it's like right yeah. this is elite level right thing. a lifetime experience yes yeah. mm-hmm. it's a lifetime experience it's elite it's something that you can point to and touch like right. i can say i can say yeah, uh, I always knew I was funny. I always knew I was a comedian, all these things. And it felt like when I got my Sam B credit, I was like, okay, every, we can we all not question it? We wasn't questioning Exactly. Can we not question it now? Like, right. as podcast, oh, you got a podcast? You got a little podcast? Mm-hmm. You take a look podcast? Okay, we, we, we're on Spotify. We got a... Okay? I think that's what was interesting about, like, the professional cosigns, you know, because mm-hmm. yeah. to me, I already felt that before i was that so like oh. to me it's like we made thousands of episodes of this podcast spotify comes along it's like we like to be down with that and i'm like of course you would be you know behind the scenes we negotiated for months of like telling them no and all this shit and then we eventually got on um with them but it was different for some like the amount of like praise when that was announced is it was different it was mad people coming out some people that i know don't even really fuck with us like that but they was just like happy and i don't mean in a negative way like i don't think they just like like it's yeah but it was like oh this is a thing this is an actual milestone you know i'm sure you felt that when it was like with sam b it's like it's it's people where it's like oh i knew you were doing your thing but like i just thought you was just i i wasn't checking it out but now I, yeah. the people who are responsible for saying this is good and bad have said you are good so now it's a different yeah. vibe of like oh oh you really be doing your thing you know Man, i mean listen listen when i got it i thought i was out of here i ain't gonna lie <laughs> i thought i mean listen that ego monster came that shit came out like hey Right outside. Do, do, do you know who I am? Yeah. Samantha, it's my it's my grand, it's Sam B and Mike B. What what are we doing? Yeah. That's what I was out of here. That's so hilarious. Like, this is this is, this is why this is why guys hilarious. Because he'll be like, Hey, you know what? I'm gonna get you this job. If you like to talk to people, I'm gonna get you this job. I'm gonna get you you're gonna be a field correspondent, you're gonna go out, you're gonna talk to people, you're gonna do this shit. And then also COVID. Stay indoors, mm-hmm. figure it out. Mm-hmm. And then you have to really be like, yo, I've been doing this for how long? Mm-hmm. Is it, is this the journey? Does this make sense? All the questions, and you know, and, and now it's like, oh yeah, man, this this, this is what I do. I yeah. can't I can't change it. I've, I've 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 tried to fit into certain certain roles. I'm like, nah, I just it's just me. It's right. just me. I just yeah, give them. Just me, be like yourself. unapologetic. Yeah, right, right. And I am who that's I am, it. and that's kind of what it is. And I know for me, when um you talking about like a duo, the separate. I know that for mm. me, when Roderick went to New York, I kind of did a, my own kind of personal challenge to myself to actually get better. And you know, as far as like my comedy and and podcasting and being sharper and being more quicker. And so, during that time, like we talk about the individuality, I spent a lot of time uh, with uh, Randolph and Andy on Three Guys On, and they kind of trained me without knowing they were training me. Like, Roger has told me in the past to be more aggressive, to speak up, to not wait, you know, and shit like that. And so, being with them, they allowed me to be myself. Even though you, even though I'm not a comedian, they still kind of welcome me in. And and Randolph said you can come on anytime, and I was like, oh, don't tell me I can come in anytime because that's what I did. <laughs> and so I got there, and yeah. I got sharper, yeah. I got quicker, I got faster, I got better. I real I I realized it's a muscle, 
and i realized that muscle started getting really stronger and i realized my puns started getting better even though they're bad they better puns you know what i'm saying <laughs> shit like that and so i you know i i feel like i can i can uh play with the best of them now you know and and it's actually uh like yeah. you said it's that sometimes that separation like doing it kind of on your own kind of you know right with, with rails don't get me wrong but yeah. doing it kind of on your own kind of helped me so i do think that individuality does matter so let me ask you this mike yeah. is the writer strike affecting you um as well up there or like have you gone to any marches is, is it like a thing how's it going for you all right, all right. Uh, let me let me tell you this. I'm um, shout out to the writers. I haven't gone to any marches, but I do <laughs> find it interesting how everyone understands protested and holding the line. Now that we're talking about some writer stuff, when Black Lives Matter was going on, I did not see this organization. I don't know why, and it feels a little awkward. Like it's like, hey, why don't you change your mic? Why don't you change to the orange? To the orange avatar, we stand with. Like, can I just have my black face? Black Lives Matter, not like as an organization. Just the idea of just being black, right? Every day when I when I walk outside, I'm technically marching at this point. (laughs) Have I been outside marching with them? No. Do I respect what they're doing? I like. I get it. Go on strike. That is the the function of that. Um, I know, industry-wise, bro, industry-wise, it's like, there's not gonna be, I, I, and I'm also part of, I'm a part of SAG, so Mm -hmm. I know it's like, acting-wise, we're kind of like, alright, we about to be, we about to join the writers, right? Mm -hmm. But regardless, it's like, okay, you can have these directors, right? The directors can still work, I think they, they okayed their stuff, right? The writers are like, we're not writing, so what you're probably gonna do is get like a lot of more, uh, unscripted content, which is cool, but I'm like, nobody's gonna watch that. If you don't have the writers, then you can't have actors because you need writers right. to write the things for the actors right. to shoot for it to be a scripted thing. Yep. You also seeing uh, uh, I Sam B was kind of a part of I think the restructuring of Warner Brothers at the time mm-hmm. when when we got when we got wrapped. So it was yeah. like the big show uh, Batgirl got dropped at the same like the same week. So it was like Sam B something else. And like the Batgirl movie, and the Batgirl movie was like, oh, the Batgirl movie. I'm like, no, Warner's just clearing house. Yeah, right? clearing house of a lot of things. And then you're seeing the same thing with HBO, mm-hmm. um, you know. Or I don't want to say because you know, checks happen, but you know, they yeah. taking things off the stream. Just like, hey, we we don't want to mm-hmm. pay the residual, right? Time. And you you see that. And for me, the way it's affecting me is I start looking at it like, okay, so if this is what I do, if this is part of my gift with the world. How do I share it? And am I letting the industry dictate if I can share my gifts or not? Right. Because, you know, if, if you're doing stand up, right? When you go to do stand up, you're like, Oh, I'm funny. I want to go on, I want to go on stage and you have to fall on your face, you know, and you do all those things. And then you finally get to a point where they're like, Oh no, he's funny. He's, he ha- he does what he does or she does what like this person's dope. When you're trying to get like in the industry in order to like write and whatever, some people, can get in where it's just like, oh, I know this person, they rock. There's other people who have to, like, they're, like, writing and submitting and submitting and submitting, and they do all these things, and they kind of have to bow down to the industry in order to get in yep. and then feel accepted. Yeah. And it's like, I understand the mentality of it. Like, I, I yeah. understand, like, yo, you got to pay your way. Let me know what's real. Right. But it doesn't feel good to me. So, like, now I'm just like, all right, if I'm not bowing down, like, do I, do, do I not shoot something myself? Like, 
one of one of the greatest joys also was like when I shot my web series. Yeah, I was like, that I love that. Tag. Mm-hmm. It was just something I was like, oh, I just want to make this thing, mm-hmm. and it created it, it. That helped me get into it. But I was like, right. I wasn't doing this for that. Right. It's great. I'm, I'm happy that it happened. But I was like, no, this is funny. People are gonna like this. I like this. I want to share this with y'all. Yep. And that's what I'm getting back to. Like, I just want to just do dope. I just want to do dopeness. Like, right. And just be associated with that. Like, oh, oh, this is quality. This is great. This is also, excellence right here. Like, that's I don't all. know. I don't know about for you, but I know also it kind of helps that it's above me. You know what I mean? Like, I did my part. Like, I Ooh. voted. Like, yeah, we striking. Uh, y'all figure that shit out. I don't like. I, I'm a nigga that just gotta live. I gotta make the ends meet between <laughs> this. So, like, yeah. I, let me know when y'all figure that out. But time for y'all you know, to go protest. Like yeah. it was. Like it was really. I'm really thankful to have the podcast and to have mm-hmm. monetized it and mm-hmm. maintained it, especially like. uh after i got the game theory thing i you could feel this vibe of like oh so you gone right and i'm like nah i'm gonna keep this because i don't trust nothing i'm gonna be honest with y'all like like, (laughs) i trust i trust the audience way more than i trust anything happening in hollywood because it just seemed like it's so much shit out of your control right um you know with game theory you get like these like there's like you do your work you try to make it as good as possible but there's always these people you don't even know you don't even talk to Mm -hmm. them you never see them they don't know your name somewhere they're making a decision that will affect your life and so Mm -hmm. you you can't get too (laughs) caught up in like your value based on that shit because it could just literally be a whim like Mm -hmm. somebody like it'd be some shit like this dude is now the new coo of hbo i don't know this man he don't know me he could just show up and be like you know what i decided we should be a documentary channel and that shit has so many ripples and affects so many people mm-hmm. and it happens every day and i think the biggest realization most people are having now is people are realizing how much not smart the people at the top of things are right. like yeah. people are having that moment of like oh wait so this nigga took over twitter and fucked it up like i thought he was a genius it's like <laughs> you know like people are having those moments so i think if once you have that level of understanding it you personally take it less of it's less of a valuation on my work if somebody yeah. were to say like uh we canceled the show i'm like yeah that ain't got shit to do with me cool. yeah yeah like i'm just gonna keep doing my thing and creating and, and being right. funny and whatever um because it really be above you and like i said for me it's some type of relief to that as opposed to like it's i'll put it this way i'd rather get laid off than fired you know what i'm saying like yeah like <laughs> laid off is like we fired 12 people today fired mm-hmm. is they came to your desk it was like get yeah. your shit and i think getting laid off <laughs> getting laid off don't fuck with my ego the way that getting fired yeah. would yeah you know what because getting laid off that's really community building that's just yeah <laughs> we in it together let's go march <laughs> let's protest i get a t-shirt i actually got a writer's guild t-shirt i do love that i do love that angle yeah. of uh oh so y'all can hold signs okay cool because yeah. oh, yeah. really felt like i was out here on my own for a while <laughs> yeah oh, oh so y'all do understand mm-hmm. no justice no right yep. you do understand this now okay okay, okay. cool <laughs> before we no, were just interrupting your brunch but okay cool 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 you you down yeah, with we, it we now we understand inequality now we understand people's paychecks <laughs> yeah. act the same oh word <laughs> 
Yeah, it did take me a second too because I did have the thing where like, and I know everybody who wasn't a writer who yeah. heard about like the writer strike, they're like, why are they why are they striking? And on one side, you have these like super writers who make so much money, and right. they're like, we just want our fair share. And we're like, man, y'all making <laughs> money. Why don't y'all just shut up? Why don't you just write? Why don't you write AI a thank you letter or something? Why are you starting? Just hush, shut up, get your money, and keep going. And then on the other side of the field. It's like you see all these writers and everybody does it on Instagram. Yeah. You know, they pop. They're like, yo, it's me, it's me, it's me, it's me. And then they be coming out like, I couldn't, I could only afford bread. Yeah, yeah. Stuck. I'm like, damn, bitch, you, like, you live like this? <laughs> right. Write a book, man. Don't get on the TV. Not it, making a living. Like, it don't <laughs> help. It don't help that the majority of the writers' jobs are in New York and LA right. because the cost of living is so extraordinarily in high. Both of those places, but like that, I do get it as just a normal, regular nigga. It's so it's so hard to connect to someone telling you like. Yeah, you know, all I got for that show was seventy thousand dollars, and I'm supposed to live like this. And and so you got you got regular niggas that's like I'm living on thirty thousand, my nigga. Yeah, like, pretty, what the fuck? Well, yeah, well. yeah, like get get, get a roommate, get a roommate. You know, like you got to explain the whole thing to them, right. and it, it, it's fucked up because the the game is rigged that way for you to not yeah. be able to explain it. But like, once the people, and of course because it's writers there's no yeah. better group equipped to explain this shit because they write right. fucking 75 page threads like, nigga words is what and, i do but and they'll break it down like well after i pay my agent and after i pay my yeah. lawyer mm-hmm. and after they take the taxes and then the, 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 right. and then the cost of living and it's like oh that's how you got down to a cup of coffee a day i, I see you brother yeah. you know but yeah. damn it's, or yo early on early on in my in in doing comedy when i was uh i used to host a show called the big pony show yeah me rojo perez molly austin uh and shaq stanley and uh Tanisha Long who was on Girl Code back yeah. in there, right? And she was on she was on Girl Code and she was doing it. And I was like, yo, t- like yo, Tanisha, you killing you killing shit right now. Mm-hmm. And she sat she was like, yo, let me tell you what the real is. Yes. Yes. I, <laughs> she I was like Ray Sani was uh Ray Sani did Ray's that to me one. my first my first year writing. Um she just hung out with me and Karen at the apartment. Mm-hmm and she was just like breaking down how the money is distributed mm-hmm. and how and how how many people touch it before you see it i also oh, had yeah. also had co-workers where because i work for myself and i have my own business and i was just getting paid through my business i wasn't LLC. i wasn't yeah. actually yeah. getting a With check with your name yeah, on it yeah so yeah. they take um, a lot of personal that, checks it, yeah it was like yeah. low-key it was like lucky and smart that i was just, mm-hmm. like i it was like a they made it a little difficult but it was like one extra paperwork but they made it seem like yeah. it was the most crazy like well why would you do that i'm like man can what i know that these white people here are not paying themselves <laughs> through i know they not, you know they not come on now come on i know i ain't I got know. an agent but come on now give me one of them w sheets i know it's a w one of them numbers just <laughs> nine give me two forty five yeah. you know a you know it yeah let you me know. fill it out so i feel so i paid myself through that and um and you know not luckily not having an agent not having a lawyer all that stuff mm-hmm. like it just came straight to me but i yeah. would have co-workers man that first season i remember being there like week six week eight or something and somebody was like hey man so you got paid yet 
I said, bro, I've been, I wouldn't be here if I wasn't getting paid. I got right. paid. Day, I got paid before we showed up. Like, like I wouldn't have came to New York. Yeah, I wouldn't have made this trip up here, my nigga. Like, brother, you think I got it like that? I don't got it like that. I'm going to be honest with you. If I didn't have a check, I'd just be at home in Charlotte. Like, I guess they didn't do the show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and Roger had me joking. Roger, Roger was like, I went up there and I realized I'm the broke nigga. He was like, everybody got these Macs. I got a regular ass PC. Well, it's, it's, that's, yeah, it's, I would just, I just, re- I remember the, the day I showed up the second season too, cause we, the second season we were in person almost the whole time. And I want to say it was like day one, I went into the other people writers room and shit that had already yeah. been there for like a week or two. Yeah. and uh i was like what's up y'all how everybody doing y'all good you know now i'm a li- little bit of a veteran since it's my second year on the show i'm like y'all everybody good everybody good cool cool let me ask y'all this close the door y'all got paid yet they're like they're like uh well not yet you know they said they're gonna do the nah, nah, nah. i said okay I'm gonna, I'm gonna check i'm gonna get on top of that for everybody i got y'all like because yeah. i think it's, yeah. we- it's weird because the isn't it's not the same as like working at like lowe's where you know mm-hmm. i can't yeah. be here without a check like this this artsy shit they be trying to act like it's not Yo. a job like it's like nigga it's a whole hr and payroll department yeah. bitch where's my money where's my motherfucking money <laughs> It doesn't because like if you're working at the Lowe's, you don't even doing it in the back room, right? You'll be oh at the cashier. Hey, y'all get paid yet? Exactly. Like, so, like, it's just like, yeah, just fuck this job. Yeah, like, like it's not like they be trying to make it seem like it's crash to want to know where your money coming in. I'm like, that's not. I'm gonna be honest. That's the prerequisite. I'm not doing shit yeah. if I don't get paid. <laughs> yeah, they, they laughed at Roger because Roger got him on the interview. He was like, "Oh yeah, so how much am I getting paid?" They was like, "You yeah. don't want to ask." Yeah. I was like, "The money matter because if the money went right, I wouldn't make they the still, trip." They still bring that up to oh, this yeah. day. But yeah, the first virtual interview I had, I was like, "They said you got any questions?" I said, "Yeah, um, <clears throat> how much do it pay?" They're like, "Oh yeah, um, well you know the the, the average writing <laughs> job." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I just need to know before I say yes to anything." Yeah that it's a number because you know it's a number y'all can say that i'm not hopping on the plane and it's a number y'all can say that i will yeah so we should probably take care all this other shit we talked about don't really matter to me because <laughs> they're gonna try to hit you with the oh we pay we pay in something called exposure yes we have lots and lots of exposure for you how much exposure do you want a hundred exposure yeah do you want two thousand exposures that's do gonna did we tell you that's gonna be an opportunity to be on tv mm-hmm. i'm like mm, mm-hmm. that's I've been on TV already. Right, right. <laughs> what did Fonte say? Mama, I got dreams, and dreams don't keep the lights on. <laughs> they don't keep the lights on. Oh, it's, so. it's, it is, I don't know if it's a black, and this is the thing too, as a black, as a black, per, as a black man, this fucking country, it makes you feel like you should be happy to mm, be in the room. Right. And grateful to be in the room. And it's like, you didn't, I didn't win a sweepstakes to be here right i have skills and i'm contributing to building this thing right so don't try to act like yep. i shouldn't be paid like don't exact this and isn't I, a favor right and you I, know because also if my shit is whack y'all gonna fire me so like this is not a favor this is a transactional relationship i'm enjoying it but it's a transactional relationship let's never forget that because the second i stop being funny i'm gone and the second i stop getting a check i'm gone so we we both know what this is right and and so (laughs) ain't ain't no reason to pretend anything like that and also all jokes aside the luxury of us owning our own business and knowing our own worth 
right we yeah. can come in and not your funny we have the luxury or roger has the luxury of not putting up with no bullshit and being like nah dog like yeah. what, what you're not gonna do is this yes yeah yeah the good news is that that means everything i did i wanted to do right and so mm-hmm. you know i also am not like complaining about shit like if i'm there because uh i want to be at the shoot of a thing we're doing and, it, and i'm not gonna get out until like 10 o'clock midnight or something oh. you know that i'm there because i want to be as opposed to this like motherfuckers making me have to come to this bullshit yeah. i don't even want this shit. like i'm I'm like cool we made a dis- we made an agreement everybody yeah. treat me good i'm treating y'all good let's fucking go so yeah. i definitely enjoyed it the other thing i wanted to ask you too mike um now that y'all doing comedy outliers the show too because it's not just a podcast people they also literally yeah. put on a comedy show mm-hmm. and you have to put the production hat on you got a book mm-hmm. comedians venues yeah. all that stuff how is it getting back into that part of the game of like you know the the production and booking and you know are the familiar headaches coming back or is it different now that it's been a few years it, um it, it's yeah, it's it's different, and I, I feel like I want to give like the vibey answer, but I also want to be super dishonest. Yeah, you know what I mean, I want to I want to give it like we on like I'm on outliers honest. Yeah, like super funky, right? <laughs> so the difference is is when we started outliers, social media was different. The 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 gener not like the generation I was in, but it just mm-hmm. felt different. Like I'm over a decade in the game, right? right? So. When I first was doing it, I was just like, yo, come to the show, come to the show, come to the show. This is it, this is it, this is it. And what we were doing, I think, was like one of the only prestige shows. Mm-hmm. And prestige comedy show hosted by and curated by two black comedians right. that was focused on diversity and not in the way of their saying diversity. Like, it's like, nah, we wanted to make sure we had some, we had some news up there. It was us, right. but we got some of y'all, we got everybody. But mm-hmm. we making sure we, yeah, we good. Here's Correct. a spot. Here's where to come, right? And now doing it after like after the success that we've both seen, I do feel like there's a little bit of pressure on it now, and it, it's a different level of pressure because before it was like, oh, we're just doing the show, come through, whatever, and now it's just like, you know, we can't, it can't fail. We don't want it to fail because mm-hmm. it's our show. We've done so much. It's, we we've put so much work into this. It has to work, and it's like that's that fighting that feeling is is different. Also, everybody doing comedy now. I think my mama got like some fucking <laughs> clips on Instagram now, and I'm like, Mom, what what are you doing? Why are you, why are you on stage telling my business? This is not how this is supposed to work, right? You know, she out there like, follow me, y'all. I'm like, stop, just relax. Mm-hmm. So, yep, uh, we're we're dealing. It's like dealing with that. Deal like you know, with uh with uh, uh Elon Musk taking over Twitter, right? Right. The algorithm changed. Everything yes. changed. So like, mm-hmm. I like I there was. Like when we were doing uh, Decepticons, which is also coming back July 30, 31st. Okay, um, let's go. Okay, breaking wow. news. Well, I was just, yeah, I just, you know, I just, real quick. <laughs> See, that, that was that was all my, that was on my body. No shit, so, that's no what we shit. do. We break, we break news up here. We break news. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, July, July, July is real big for comedy. You know what I mean? We hitting y'all over the head. Comedy out lies July 7th, 31st. We got Decepticons, but um, when we started like Decepticons and Comedy Out Lies too, same thing we would go on Twitter and share it. And that's where the community was. Yes. And it wasn't a thing of like, hey, we're trying to game the system mm-hmm. to do all these things. It's like, yo, we got it. We just want the people who need to know to know. Mm-hmm. We're not trying to go over the head. And now it's like, okay, you have 10,000 followers? Great. 
but only a hundred people will see this. Yes, it's some bullshit. Yeah, it's and, bullshit. and and so it's it's very frustrating. And this is what happened when you have corporations actually take something like social media, something where things go viral, and try to monetize it. Because now mm-hmm. you want me to pay for shit that would just naturally flow and grow on its own. So mm-hmm. you are literally stifling, like you're slowing down. They want you to pay speed. for the site to work. Yeah. Right. It's, it's, yeah. it's like, as a gamer, uh, it's like the, it's like when microtransactions took over. Mm-hmm. It, it, like certain yeah. games, certain games know how to do mm-hmm. it to where it's like, here's a microtransaction, but it's adding something to, whatever the fuck you're playing so it's like oh you want a different outfit or some shit like cool cool oh you want to dance emoji whenever you kill somebody or some shit cool but then there's some games where they like would you like to dribble in nba 2k well that's gonna be an extra three dollars because uh we didn't anticipate you want to actually dribble the ball as an nba player oh you want to shoot oh man wow like i hate to tell you this another three dollars and that's what twitter is now it's like oh you want people to see this shit Oh yeah, that's gonna yeah. be eleven a month, player. I'm gonna need eleven dollars yeah. a month. <laughs> when I tell you, I tried to get my blue check for years. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, for years I was trying to get this check. I don't talk about this much because I, I, I put. Listen, I, I, I sent in all my work. Right. I the requirements. All the requirements. Accepted. Mm-hmm. All of them, and then I got on TV, and I was like, all right. TBS, it's time. Let's go. Right. Don't even matter. Days I know. They still get. They still give me the check. Then we lose the show. Mm-hmm. Then two months later, hey y'all, y'all want a blue check for only seven ninety nine? You fucking have blue check. I said, fuck you, motherfucker. Right. Right. I've been trying for years. I've met all the requirements. It's me. Right. It's right. Me. And now, and then it's, it's like, and and in addition to like, you can pay for it. It means less now because of who owns it. Right. So it's like you could pay for it, but it also means like you are like uh, Elon Musk punked you, like like it's like a sign that you're putting up. Like, yeah, man, Elon Musk humbled me. I had to give him the eight dollars. Yeah. It's like fuck, man. Like nobody wants it that way. Nobody wants it. Yeah, and everybody's coming like like hey hey man. I had my blue check before, so right. if you still see it, 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 it's not me. That's not yeah. who I am. And, right. and, and then the people that had it, he took it away. It yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, was stupid. But you know, my like yeah, with yeah. my blue check, it was always the funniest to me. Is because I got it for a joke mm-hmm. that went viral. That they that they felt <laughs> like they like I didn't ask for it or nothing. They just was like sent me an email like, so we're gonna give you a blue check because um Bert, you said bernie so black and it went viral it was the number one trend on twitter i'm like all right cool and then for the next however many years i had it it would it only served to piss people off like it never like i like i never got the good like man well you verify so i know you cool it was a bunch of like look at this old blue check black brunch bitch ass boot nigga i'm like right just all i said for no reason. all i said was i think lebron is the greatest i mean if i had a check and didn't have a check wouldn't that be the same nah nigga you nah, classist a uh, rich black uh-huh. mother landlord ass billionaire i'm like uh-huh. i don't i'm sorry you got that blue check now you better than me now That's yeah, yeah. who you think you are means. who you think you are oh. my favorite are people oh, that so be you, like you just yeah you made birdie black yeah, right. <laughs> right. It was you. It was you. People, you just, people look at look, people look at Killer Mike, and they'd be like, "Why does he keep?" But you started this birdie. So yeah, I didn't. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know it'd be this powerful. I'm gonna be honest you with you. No, I mean, 
it's now, I got I got interviewed in magazines and shit. I was like, mm-hmm. uh, oh, every, the radio. Every interview, I'm like, so I have a podcast and I make a lot of jokes, right? So this one was a joke, and they like, would you like to do outreach to the black community as an activist? No, no, no. I just so yeah. what happened was I made a joke. Yeah, and, so. and, and then Roger be like, these are the people you need to talk to. And every interview was like, civil rights activist, social justice <laughs> yeah. warrior. You'd be like, yeah. where's the comedy in any of this? Just yeah exactly yes. like so it was but it was interesting though black liberation right <laughs> right i it's also interesting though because it taught me two things one some you could see why certain people try to transition into activists mm-hmm. and like from spaces where they really ain't like you really not an activist but when all these white people are coming in telling you like listen what the joke you made it was so powerful and it did would you like to do outreach for the bernie sanders campaign i just happen to be the kind of nigga that's like absolutely not i would not do that i tell jokes there had but there are some people that are like i would like to do that and that's how they end up in those spaces and that i i I just like my lane more than i like being in those spaces so that taught me a lot and it's I feel too like with that when you do kind of like get into those spaces because like the, right. the entertainment industry space and then it's like that activist activism space. Yeah. I feel spaces. like that is like a different level. Mm-hmm. A different, right. It feels like a, it feels grifty because yes. it's like because I, I, okay I will admit this right during COVID when when during Black Lives Matter at the height and yeah. I saw how much money they were making I was like man I never thought yeah you can do this I've. As as much as I know about Malcolm and Martin mm-hmm. and Marcus Garvey, I never knew what their banks was like. Right. And I never had the feeling right. that they were like caking. They right? never it flexed on like, us. You know what I mean? Right. Even never. if they was making that type of money. <laughs> like right. when the activists pull up on you, it feel it's like I don't think you're supposed to be pulling up on nobody. Like you're oh. not you like you're not supposed to be hopping <laughs> out no car. Like it, it feel different to know this side of you. <laughs> like everybody marching. And you on the avenue over, just cruising. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Black Lives Matter. Excuse me, excuse me. Let me get through though. Black Lives yeah, Matter though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Some of us march. Some of us glide. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I hold my fist up as I turn the wheel. Yes. <laughs> Bro, I see like black power, black power. What black are the, force power. You know what I'm saying? I'm I, driving something nice. I can't remember which activist it was, but one of them really did have like a car commercial at one point. And, <laughs> <laughs> yes, the people got highly upset. And they was they was they was so mad at her for that shit. But I was laughing because I was like, man, this is what it seemed like it is on the outside. Get that money. Different. I ain't mad at you. Oh man, the things I love more than anything is being black and my Buick. you can't spell blm without buick uh yeah it's definitely definitely. if your uncle owned a cadillac just like me come on down to the bar you be like sir when i put when i'm pulling up to where the latest black person got killed by the police i gotta do it in style It's me and Jay Ellis from Insecure. We telling you, get this. (laughs) Black Lives Matter in luxury. But yeah. Yo, I love, I love seeing Jay Ellis and all these commercials now. Me too. Because I'm like, for us, it's like, okay, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, right? But I'm like, for white people, are they just like, 
who is this guy? Like, I just wonder. Yeah. So I, I guarantee you. Secure. Are you just like, who is this guy just keeps popping up? Yes. Who is he? And, and, and I'm like, yo, that's St. Lawrence. We all like, hey, yes. that's Lawrence. It's things. And just white people are like, who is this handsome? What is going on right now? Yes, and I'm confused. Every time I see him, I want to be like, "Where is Issa? Why? Where?" Like I ask that every single time. It's like a running joke with me. Yes. I always see him and be like, "You going to see Issa and the baby?" Yeah, I am kind of yeah. waiting on Issa Rae to show up in one of these ads. Yes, in the background and get in the car with him and be like, "Oh, part that's how it ended," you know. <laughs> <laughs> they got nice yeah. cars. Let's go. We need something. We need something. Well, I think that's how it's going to go. Listen, depending on how this writer strike goes, you might start getting a lot of collaborated content. Yeah. Where each commercial is going to be, oh, now some reason Lawrence is down on his luck and he drives an Uber now. Like, yeah. Uber is a Buick. Yeah. And guess exactly. who's his first passenger? <laughs> oh, is that Isla and Molly? <laughs> oh, man. Um, so, so, uh, can you tell everybody where to get tickets and like the the new show that's coming up on the seventh, I believe? Uh, oh yeah, and the venue and all that type of stuff too. So, uh, so Comedy Outliers comes back July seventh. That is Friday at ten o'clock in Brooklyn. We're doing doors at nine thirty. You can get your tickets at yomikebrown.com. You can follow me at yomikebrown. Also, you can go to americancollins.com to get some tickets. You could go to unionhallny.com to get some tickets. But you should come through. It's going to be a great vibe, a great show. And we are just focused on just bringing, bringing the vibes back, you know, just like mm-hmm. real going to the show, laughing at some jokes and just feeling, have that gut, have that energy come out. That's what we're trying to do oh. because I feel like there's, there's not spaces to do it and you can't do it on Instagram. You can't just watch the thing on Instagram. You got to go and feel that energy and yeah. be a part of it. So come. How about Decepticomics? You said you had, they had a date for that too. Oh yeah. Yeah, we have a date for Deceptive Comics. That's going to be July 31st. That's going to be in Brooklyn at Old Man Hustle. It's going to be me, Gordon Baker Bone, Dylan Stevenson, John Minus, and Jerome Russell. The whole gang is back. It's going to be uh, dope as hell. And I know y'all been waiting for it. We've been waiting for it for the right time. It, it felt right. So we're coming back for y'all. Um, and y'all can get tickets at uh, YoMikeBrown.com. And um, definitely go follow Baker Bone at Baker Bone because he has, like, all that stuff, too. So... Um, come, just, you know, come, come to me, come to me, come to my crack. Uh, come to my crack. Come, come, I'm being too nice. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the other uh, thing too is, I, and I have to say this as a fan of the show. Uh, don't forget to put Comedy Outliers on Spotify too, because I know y'all have it on Apple Podcasts. Yes. but uh if y'all get a chance put it on spotify too because i know there's a lot of listeners over there that mm-hmm. uh will add it too and and you'll get you'll get even more listens um so just heads up to everybody because uh, i i know some of y'all are like i got to change apps you know i know some people like yeah, to live in the spotify world <laughs> I, I hear y'all yeah. i'm not complaining uh but yeah so throw it on there yeah. for my spotify peeps too okay um yeah, all right i see i see in the chat i see the please please put yeah. please yeah i hit up after this like just just walk, walk me through walk me through you know yeah let's change yeah <laughs> yeah i'll shoot you an email with the instructions or something i got you brother yeah you know it's, he's yeah. like i've been out the game for a while <laughs> Yeah, I'm back. What do you? How much am I getting paid? Like I'm just sticking up the whole industry. Got my gun raised. I got one question. Y'all don't want to hang with old mind. Mike Brown, huh? Um, all right, let's Back let's. In my day, we didn't need payment. Yes, <laughs> we did it for exposure. We did it for exposure. We was happy. 
um all right let's get into some new stuff okay i want to talk to you about some current events um okay but of course first we gotta play some music so that i know where to add commercials in later so uh let me play some transition music for about 30 seconds and then we'll come right back Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. News. Let's talk about it. Travis Scott will not face criminal charges following Astroworld tragedy. And uh I just gotta say, I told you so. Right. <laughs> I told you niggas when it happened, I gave you prophecy. I was just asking some questions. The wave online was this nigga was going down for capital murder. And I was like, that don't really seem feasible or like it makes sense. Right. He does not <laughs> run the fucking venues. <laughs> like, seem like it would not really be his fault. Because uh, there's people that's supposed to do security and shit. Yes, it is. That's yeah. their job. It's like, also precedent. Like, he's an artist on stage while this is happening. You're doing it because you're looking at Travis Scott, you see in the vibe, and you're like, oh, this person is a menace. If there's a Taylor Swift show and something like that would happen, it would never be, well, you know, Taylor going to jail. This right. Taylor. You, right. You wouldn't even think it. You wouldn't even, even think it. Yeah. There's so many rock and, and roll looking. shows where, like, shit happens and nobody's <laughs> like, well, you know what? Guns and Roses, they all, they killed them yeah. people. But, man, this shit was on Twitter. I remember that, like week two weeks of yeah, I was like, yeah. this of like this, this, like they were just it was like conspiracy thing like he saw them dying he said kill them people i'm like i don't think <laughs> that's that i don't think that's, that's what happened that's at all <laughs> and they were like and and he kept performing he didn't know right i'm like what's more likely he didn't know what happened or he was like yes <laughs> finally yeah. travis and, scott has killed many people and and not and, and not trying to uh uh flex but it go but i'm looking like have you ever been on the stage and looked at at people like you when you're looking at at a sea of people you can't see everything that happens so i go oh you've never been on stage before. also they were pulling up like yeah well there was this one time lizzo was performing and a person was falling and she stopped the show and said hey Help, help that person up or whatever i'm like 
okay but that's not necessarily the same thing but then also clips start coming out eventually of like travis scott doing that so i'm like so it sounds like he he that's evidence he wouldn't have wanted these people to die like i don't know that any of this is helping your case right but i think that's the internet it's the it's the internet and i don't know if it's a thing too where it's like all right is it just like because he was with one of the kardashians is that the issue Mm. like why where is all that coming from is it just because he a black man that's successful is because it's rap is it like it's right. all of that baby like I, I, I remember making it a poll question at the time because i was like it was so irrational to me this is why you know i don't i question so much shit with social media it's like because if you just went by social media the reality was this man is a murderer that is going to prison right for crime mm-hmm. for crime not yeah. civil case like this nigga going to jail say goodbye to travis scott and i just remember being like that makes no sense and i feel alone in saying that makes no sense because it's very unpopular to say that on social media to be like i don't think he's going to jail everybody like fuck you nigga you should go to jail so i was like all right cool (laughs) let me go to the podcast and i made it the poll at the time like yo do y'all think he's going to jail and the vast majority of people were like no and i was like okay cool like yeah is i still live in reality because a year later when this shit goes to trial cooler heads have prevailed the grand jury came back and said no crime occurred and no single individual was criminally responsible yeah that seemed cut and dry that's 18 months ago but now everybody's calmed down and they're not just replaying that footage over and over and they're thinking from like a place of emotion that's all emotion it's like you kind of just want that thing to happen it's like no it's like yo we want to play the law game and also the law don't really work for us all the way right so there's that but it's also like if we're gonna play the law game he's not responsible right he didn't say all right everybody this is where you trample (laughs) people getting trampled at the people getting trampled at the gates he can't even see the gates from the stage they're like it's his fault somehow he knew he knew i'm like all right calm down um it's 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 whatever and so you didn't share you couldn't share that if you share it on twitter everybody comes at you for it right right it's a good opinion right real opinion now i'm gonna jump out the window okay let Mm. me fly i have so many jonathan majors thoughts that Mm. i have now i've just i just step away from twitter Mm. because i'm like yeah this is if if i'm gonna be honest about it yeah the story that both sides are telling, there's a lot that we don't know. Right. right. It's also interesting to me that, that before this happened, he was like the the like the, the sexy black guy in yeah. the industry. Positive masculinity. masculinity. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, okay, we're posturing him here. Then this thing happens and it's like no we were wrong it was like right. i was just rocking with it like yeah yourself are you censored enough to immediate like, oh, he went for to immediate monster i think um the so this is my theory with the jonathan major shit having read the rolling stone piece and having read that um business insider piece i think it was that yeah, so really business the business insider piece really just took like his defense lawyer's case mm-hmm. and just wrote it as an article um yeah. which is fine like this shit is public opinion so it to me that doesn't bother me the way that it seemed to bother other people like how dare they put out i was like because his side hadn't had a side until it was their turn in court <laughs> right. to say their side and then yeah. people were saying like why didn't they say that before i was like probably because the optics of a man saying this about a victim 
uh alleged victim y'all wouldn't have taken it as oh he's just putting his side out legally you would have said mm-hmm. look at him doing darvo uh attacking a victim trying to mm-hmm. destroy this woman putting her name in public so it's almost like you have to wait till you have a court date yes, to sir. even say that kind of shit because people don't take it as Mm-mm. as like oh he's just telling his side but the thing i will say is this to me and this is complete speculation mm-hmm. on the outside yeah it seemed kind of like both things could be true of terrible in the industry people now don't like working with him or he's been abusive Mm -hmm. to people uh emotionally in relationships or whatever like all of that could be true and everything that happened if they if they have the evidence they say they have we'll see in court yeah but if they have the evidence they say they have it could also be true that this woman was not hit and she did break in his house and fucking try to kill herself and all this stuff all of that could be true as well it's up to you to decide how you feel about that shit but to me i haven't seen like it doesn't feel like it's conflicting information to me that they're like he has an industry rep and a personal rep of being like this and on that night he still could have not been like that to that woman it's both could be true yeah like hey he can he can legit he can be an asshole and that's right. not against the law. Right. Like, and so you can't paint that character picture of this man and be like, just because people have said this. And also when, when it first dropped and everybody was on Twitter, like, Oh, I went to school with him. I'm like, who are these niggas? Like, I don't yeah. know them. <laughs> yeah. I always feel weird about that too. Cause like, it doesn't feel like you're the hero of the story to be like, we all knew he was, yeah. he was an abusive <laughs> asshole killer motherfucker and i'm like wait y'all knew y'all didn't say shit because it feel weird that y'all wouldn't have said shit because i'm gonna be honest if this nigga was a piece of shit and he was having a meteoric rise i'd probably be on twitter like uh damn that's wild because buddy used to like beat me up behind the lockers like you know (laughs) like like this ain't high school man you grown you can say what you want to say what the fuck he gonna do he ain't gonna do nothing. Yeah. He ain't even here wearing dresses. He he's chill. Yeah, exactly. He like, yeah. What you talk, talk, what you gotta say. It feels weird. Like, I'm not saying that it's not true. I'm just saying it feels like it don't feel heroic the way they were know, trying. They were trying to make it seem like, listen, I'm gonna give you the real. Now that we can finally say it, you know the brother wouldn't speak to me in class. I'm like, what? Why? Just why didn't you? That was not okay. You could have said that a week ago. It has nothing to do with the story. Yeah, you're talking about. Maybe maybe hitting a woman all this stuff, and you're like, well, yeah, you know what? And me, he just he he never said hi. Every time I yes, see him, like, oh, yeah. that is the other thing. Like people start people start adding shit in that really ain't the same. It's like it's like if a motherfucker gets accused of beating a woman, but then your yeah. shit is like he wouldn't share his fries. I'm like, now see, come on, that's, that's, not, that's the not the same, and you know it's not the same. You know what I mean? But it's. I don't know. I think it adds to your credibility if you were saying the shit before. Before. Like, like you were like, I don't fuck with that dude and I never will. I feel like that adds a, even if you're not being specific, it adds a layer of credibility where I'm like, well, they did say in 2018 they don't like that nigga. They've been, they've been like this for years. This thing where it's like, now that nobody (laughs) likes them. Let me tell you, I really don't like them. I never liked them. Like, sure you didn't, buddy. Sure you didn't. Yeah. Yeah. But like, and this is the other thing too, like, how, the biggest problem that Jonathan Majors has right now is his defense lawyer. Mm-hmm. She's like, the way that this is being slow dripped, mm-hmm. he's losing it. Like, did y'all see when they sent out the text that she supposedly sent? Yeah. Like, we have the, we have the smoking gun. <laughs> and it is a text 
that she sent to him the night saying that he didn't do anything and then you read the text it sounds like she got a gun pointed to her head right i'm sorry Bruh. of my own cognizance and you're like no one literally writes that right. in a text it's like why <laughs> like, would you why would you share that like that's like like it's it's like uh the as a star wars fan hear me out as a star wars fan george lucas i used to always feel like why did you write that in the movie when there's so much more interesting stuff happening in your universe but you want us to go to like a senate meeting it's like so you wrote a senate meeting scene but you didn't write the scene where the the scene where like general grievous fought uh, uh 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 mace windu you let that be in a cartoon but the the part where the senate meeting happened you like the world need to see this that's yeah, how it feels with his action yeah that's, <laughs> that's how it feels with uh with with jonathan major's lawyer where it's like it's like well it seemed like the thing that was important would be that the witnesses uh said that this didn't happen yeah, right and that the dude that was driving yeah. the car <laughs> is telling everybody that's not what happened he didn't touch her that seemed more important than she sent this text message that sound like yeah. a hostage letter like well that that makes it look worse i feel like she's the one who was like all right i know it can figure like the situation just keeps getting worse and one time she's like all right i know what we can do call megan good you just date her all this will go away and then you see them two together and you're right. like where did this come from right where, what is happening why are you with megan good that like you right I, i'm just i'm real i'm rooting for jonathan made i'm really rooting for him <laughs> I, I do feel, it's like i don't know i don't know i don't and all the facts. I think right. both things can be true. I'm not saying he's a great person. I right. think that from the story, it sounds like it, it kind of reminds me of the uh, Aziz Ansari mm. uh, situation. Yeah. It was like, he did this to me. And I was like, it sounds like y'all had a date and he tried to holler. And he was mm. like, nah. And he bounced. Like, right. Yeah, I like, think Aziz was an interesting one because I thought that was probably the best place to have a conversation quote, a lot quote, of gray area in the in about yeah. like during the yeah. me too movement but i think you know there's a part of people that gets charged up and taking folks down too so mm-hmm. you know it was yeah. like should we have a conversation should we try to take this nigga down just to see our power um if we can do it because i think it became like a challenge at some point of like hey this person isn't perfect take them down you know yeah. um jonathan major's thing i I'm, so this is the part where I feel like so agnostic about celebrity in general. Mm-hmm. I'm not rooting for or against that dude. And nope. even yeah. when he was doing the like wearing anime clothes and taking photo shoots and being muscular, <laughs> it never, it never like I. You can go check my timeline. You can check our podcast. You've never heard me be like. Yeah, you know it's just good to see a black man wearing a blouse <laughs> by a pool. Like I, it, none of that matters to me because I don't feel like I be knowing these people. Right. I feel like yeah. they, like I feel yeah. like they're just talented strangers mm-hmm. who may mm-hmm. or may not like. I don't feel like a loss when they do something bad. I don't feel a win when they do something good. Um. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that has never. I never got caught up. So i haven't lost anything in that way but i think when you listen to a lot of people and the way they talk about it they it feels like they don't want to lose something on either side for the record like i don't want to lose what this guy represented to me as a black dude like i have a friend who is like very much into like jonathan major's innocent like type of camp and i'm just like (laughs) what like what is it about him that made you feel like you gotta like defend him because i don't i don't feel the attachment in that way to pretty much any celebrity i think i would have to know a celebrity personally in my real life before i felt an attachment to like their reputation because 
i'm but also i'm a very much a i don't feel like because i liked you in a movie i gotta become like a fan of like defend like i'm I'm like tom cruise is the greatest at movies and a terrible father why why do i give a fuck yeah both of those things can exist at the same time and also uh, i gotta say we aren't really stands and we live in a generation of standom and fandom and they collide and they crash Mm -hmm. and they kind of go down the same street and a lot of people it's sad but a lot of people have put their personality and tied it up into fandom and standom and so when a celebrity does something who you don't know and you're not associated with all of a sudden it feels like a personal attack on you because in your yeah. mind you've tied these things some together. of the scorn some of the scorn that he's experiencing is specifically because people feel betrayed because they were using him as a cudgel to bash oh yeah to yeah. bash yes. other men and especially yeah. to bash other black men because mm-hmm. it was like a lot of like why can't y'all be like him and so, and so the second that he fucks up everybody's like uh so you throwing him in the bushes because you told us yeah. that like you told us to be like yeah. him and it's like that there and and the way and the quickness to which you throw the dude in the bushes make people feel like well which part was fake was the love fake yeah. is the hate fake mm-hmm. right now and yeah. i think that's where a lot of the conflict is coming up for people online but like i said i don't participate yeah. in any of this yeah. shit so it's just been it's been more like a interesting case study to me to be like oh okay like uh i remember yeah. talking to um keith malley and he was uh talking he he knows i'm a marvel person he knows you know i love black people all this yeah, shit. yeah. and so i sh- i've shared the articles about for and against jonathan majors but i've never left a comment i've never even you I, just like share I just it share it just... i read what y'all say and then i go back to my life because i'm like once again not invested yeah. and yeah. he was like oh yeah i saw you shared that article where his defense lawyer did this is this so i'm you know and he was like implying like so you you know you you kind of want him to be innocent and i was like uh if you've noticed i also shared the other articles and i haven't ever said shit about it because i really don't know this nigga and i don't care to i don't even care to pretend like i know this dude because i just it feels fake to me to think i know him and especially with him being an actor it feels fake to me because He's if you're good yeah. at acting, Nick, that's, that's the job. Like that's the job. <laughs> yes, that, he's really good. Yeah, yes. oh. as 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 Bassett said, that's the job. Yeah, I, I saw an article where somebody was like, "I've been rooting for him since he was in Last Black Man in San Francisco." I'm like, "Yeah, but that you never knew him. That's a role that he played. Right. You know what I mean? It's like saying yeah. I've been rooting for that brother that make my sandwich at McDonald's ever since the day he made the first Big Mac." I'm like right but you don't know him when he clock out you just know him from mcdonald's it's it's i think it's okay to not have that parasocial attachment right and to a certain extent even healthy because then i don't root for outcomes as much as i'm just like i hope the truth gets out there which it almost never does but we'll see in a court of law what he's able to prove or disprove and public opinion i don't know how you disprove that because that's a whisper campaign and we like you can make arguments for and against that whisper campaign like there's gonna be mm-hmm. especially coming from elite ivy league white institutions there's gonna be people that just didn't oh, like yeah. this nigga there's gonna be some people that maybe he is that oh. asshole there's gonna be yeah. people that conflate like shit like him being a dick on the set with he must have choked this woman 
i i'm gonna yeah. let everybody else figure that shit out i that's not i, I can't tell you what the truth yeah, is i i understand that and i also i think for me like i look at him like being in the industry yeah and i just see someone in the industry so I'm like, yeah okay, i see a black man in the industry so who went like, from right, that to that like boom so quick yeah and i'm just like as i don't know it's like yo i don't know i don't know him whatever i'm just right. like, yo, I'm, bro like bro i hope you i hope you all right with this like I, it's not mm-hmm. i'm not losing sleep over it right mm-hmm. but sometimes it goes around just like man well it's i'll really say this i will say this though i think in every case of of mm-hmm. whatever this shit like whatever these accusations are not just for him but for anyone the best case scenario for everybody would be that a person was lying because then it would mean nobody was actually like harmed and that someone you know like it sucks obviously for the person that got accused but like sure if if you had to pick in every single case what would you prefer to happen i'd say the vast majority of people would be like i would prefer that the motherfucker didn't do it and somebody lied on them and then we we can all debate about like why did they lie on them but it feels better to, to say this didn't happen than to say it did happen and now i gotta figure out how i feel about that i think that's what people you know don't want to really have that conversation yeah, so it's a when mixed you bag and a mixed feelings of emotions yeah i think mm-hmm. but when you start with the i don't want it to happen it's easier for you to like cherry pick the shit right all so right. it's like i don't want to believe that this happens so then it's like all the evidence to the contrary is like i don't believe that shit and yeah it's and and it makes it harder for obviously people that are accusing somebody in an environment where people are like i like this person so i don't want to believe it happens and i think after me too we had like a i don't want to say a, i guess yeah somewhat of an overcorrection to where even the accusation means you did it right because we don't really have yeah. a apparatus yeah. in public opinion it's not like a court of law where we can like hold out wait mm-hmm. s- present the evidence hear both sides arrive at some nebulous conclusion like public opinion is very much you did it or you didn't do it right and so and we want it right away we don't want to wait and so i think that's why people get caught up in the like we have to have a take right now i i still we still haven't really done a jonathan majors breakdown or anything on this show because i've been like every week some new shit pop up and i'm like all right well shit that's what they're saying this week let's see what the opposite is i gotta see that i gotta see the trial yeah like, like i gotta see it because and this is the other weird part about things now with the writer strike happening and like there's no like entertainment or like content yeah. that you might want to watch True. it's like you start focusing on like okay what's the news right like, what are the stories and then stepping out and being like you saw like last week or like yeah, last week there was like a lot of submarine news mm-hmm. and it felt like that was just being hit at you and i think for us a lot of black people just like i don't care like right like you know like and it's not like yeah we were um, making like, jokes we were making yeah, jokes making jokes. like I, bro, I don't like i do not give a fuck but yeah. if that's the only story you're giving me right it's like yo i don't want to watch the news so now when i hear a story it's like oh certain things i'll pick on like I'm yeah like, okay cool uh supreme court stuff like okay cool right. but y'all could have been saying that this was being seen mm-hmm this much ago like you know right. what i mean you didn't have to just start talking about like hey they made a decision You're like when they start having a decision about this <laughs> right you would have marched about that right i think it's back it's, to back i think it's what interesting too because voting and is one thing we really do have the ability to affect like every mm-hmm. individual has the ability 
if you know mm-hmm. depending on your situation in your state but you most of us have a we could take personal responsibility and go vote right mm-hmm. and we could actually see change in the world from our votes it takes a while but you would depending on who's in power you see certain things that happen right but oh, oh it's gonna be change yeah it might not be the change you won't oh because well listen there's one side that believes in voting and there's one side that likes to debate about it right and And, i'm tired of being on the side that likes to debate about it to be honest with y'all right because because we getting our ass kicked now just like here you go yeah and 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 the thing that that that's so fucked up about it and the reason why i dismiss a lot of a lot of people with it comes to the apathy and all that shit you have people that has oxygen masks straight from their deathbed going and like bitch if this is the last thing i'm gonna do i'm gonna pull this motherfucking trigger you tricky lever lever i'm sorry okay you have all your bodily functions you have the right to vote you're not suppressed or none of this shit but you rather go do something else somebody that's like if once i pull this lever i'm gonna die but yet you have people and that's that's the thing it's like you fail to realize this they will die and say, I'm going to leave it to the next generation. We will die and then debate about the next generation. Those things are fucking not the same. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, so the thing for me is with the voting shit <clears throat> is like in 2016, we could see this would, could possibly be one of the uh, results of, of not voting, of people feeling apathetic and all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there's a motherfucking Hillary tweet clip for everything that'd be like, yeah. you know, these niggas gonna get up to do all the judges and they gonna take away our rights and everybody's like, yeah. shut up, bitch. And now we're like, wow, why didn't Lock we listen? Yeah. yeah. So why did no one tell us? No one told us if we only knew. Right. Right. If, if we like, only knew, they was like, bitch, we just got married. Gay rights got here. We made it. Fuck y'all. And everybody went back to their lives. So my theory is that we treat celebrities like politicians and we treat politicians like celebrities at this point because that's how people feel so like ineffective and that's why we expect like a jonathan majors to have like a great personal life great opinions um and it's not just him it's every celebrity we expect like we expect them to conduct themselves as if they are always focus grouping all of us and trying to be liked by the most people possible at all times saying Mm -hmm. the right thing every time they should have like a speech writer every time a celebrity fucks up and they make an apology what do people say well why did they hire a pr person to write this apology because we treat them like we with the responsibility that we mm-hmm. should be treating a politician <laughs> with and then the politicians <laughs> it's like politicians should become like stand culture where it's like uh-uh aoc that's my team you know as opposed to being like well what policy did this person pass what you know yes. what what's their stance on this issue it's, it's so i think we've somehow kind of lost that <laughs> and i think that's we that's why we apply such energy in the opposite yeah. directions towards the things like the thing you shouldn't yeah. be apathetic about is voting or what yeah. or holding the politician accountable you shouldn't be apathetic about that you should be apathetic about whether the fuck you like aquafina or not like right you should be yeah. like that don't really matter well, to it me it doesn't matter it right. doesn't <laughs> matter and, 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 and y'all not trying funny it makes me think i'm crazy when people bring stuff up, i was like this nigga don't vote this nigga not on yeah. the senate not <laughs> not he not your fucking dog catcher he not your goddamn mayor why are you holding this person accountable yeah. for some shit that 
regardless of how they vote will not impact your life i feel crazy because when you bring that up people make you sound like you a lunatic when you say these niggas aren't politicians they don't i just think it's it's just a really i don't know how it happened well i feel i know how it happens and this is why i think sometimes like yo i might be losing because like i see it and i think we all see like these different games where you're like all right you see I did drink a lot, a little bit of the Obama juice mm-hmm. when, when he was, when he was. I drank a lot of it. I still drink it. Oh, it was great. It was, it's the best delicious. juice. It was delicious. I, it was, it's the I best like, juice. I got some in the refrigerator right now. I see the I nigga now. I'll be like, God damn, I missed that juice. Man, mm. oh. <laughs> and, now, <laughs> and now you start looking at it where it's just like, all right, the people in, the people in power are not doing anything to make the country run in a way that feels efficient. Mm. That, that's the best way I can put it. They're not doing mm. it in a way that it feels efficient. Like, we should be able to have the country on airplane mode where right. things are just rocking. And there might be a little few mm. things where, like, I don't like this to change that. But there shouldn't be, like, general sweeping things where it's like, pe- some people in the country hate this. Yeah. Or do not like it. And no one's doing anything about it. We'll tweet about it. We're not. Right. Whatever. And then on the other side, it's like, like when we talk about like Travis Scott, I remember when he did his apology video, right? Mm-hmm. And people were like getting at his apology video. It didn't seem sincere enough. It I remember that. Yeah. Like, it doesn't need to be as a pop. Like, right. You know, you're lucky he's apologizing. He don't right. even need to talk. Remember Michael Jackson? You never saw this motherfucker. You barely right. saw his kids. <laughs> We, you, he don't gotta come out. He has right. no responsibility to us other than to just entertain and get the fuck out of here. Right. Politicians are the people that who are supposed to trying to be liked all the time. And I and I just want to take job. I want to take what you said one step further though, because I I think yeah. the the lack of specificity benefits republicans here mm-hmm. republicans are not interested in governing Mm-mm. and they're like they're fucking they're fucking us up like we're things that we voted for and won are being taken away like this is like crazy. there's one party <clears throat> there's one party that said <clears throat> women had a right to abortion there's one party <clears throat> that tried to get your student loans forgiven okay there's there's one party behind affirmative action this ain't no two people shit like these motherfuckers are fucking us up and it's because our side likes to be like the well listen when is voting anyway like nigga they don't think like that they They just do it and fuck us up and be like and they don't care that you sitting at home going that's not fair they don't care they're gonna do it again right the fuck now so like we need to keep that same energy of defending yeah. our shit because I, I do think it's they're relying on us like I, I remember there's a clip of Charlemagne that was going around where he was like he'll never say anything positive about Democrats because he doesn't want to look like he's giving them like like he's like a shill or giving them too much credit and I'm like what does that mean though because <laughs> like, cause like think whose hands does that play into when you do that you know what i mean like and how do you feel why does that mean it's fair to you why does that feel fair to you is if a nigga do good i will not acknowledge yeah. it because that's yeah. what fairness is that's not fair you know no it's not and and and, and, and i think the thing that really really uh frustrates me when i kind of look at the landscape and look at how it goes i look at this very very simply and because i look at it this way i will always be mad i will always be angry and i will always hold other people accountable because they think i'm a lunatic i tell people the goal 
is slavery okay and when i say that it's simple to me all this shit Mm. they doing is to get back to slavery now will they reach that goal don't know but that has all that's the foundation of the goal let me tell you why when people don't have money they can't feed their kids when they can't feed their kids they get desperate which means they take any goddamn job you give them it's all like like all this shit is connected Mm -hmm. people don't understand it's all fucking connected and when i say slavery i'm not just talking about black people general public slavery keep you enslaved in debt keep you enslaved in your job keep you Mm -hmm. enslaved because you know what if you're trying to to just get basic needs guess what you don't have time to do march and protest guess what you don't have time to do be out in the streets you don't have the time to do it because you're just trying to fucking survive that's all you're trying to do And, and, and the thing is it's, it's sweeping across the board and this is why i got mad from the very beginning when the lgbt rights and all this shit was coming up i was like okay i'm glad y'all got y'all right to be married but bitch it don't stop there you need to keep going everybody was like yay we married they want to rah 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 throw glitter in the air and they fucking went home they went home and and, and that's the shit that pisses me off because in this in this lgbt in, in that group there are different letters yeah. in that group and just because one letter quote unquote got their right it doesn't mean the whole group got their right you know if we all ain't free nobody's free and that's what that's what people don't understand and that's why i say people died people died for me to have the right to vote Mm -hmm. and you go sit here people put like this you can go they got letters you got you got people that got take people people actually said nigga i'm going out here i will i will die today i I came packing so i can go downstairs and me and mr barbara i'm gonna shoot his ass to take my Mm -hmm. black ass in at a boat and how dare you go look me in my motherfucking eye and tell me voting don't matter and voting don't count how dare you look me in my motherfucking eye and tell me that it it is so insane because the part of voting is one of like the fundamental blocks of what we saw as freedom. The entire fight was coming from slavery and fighting for freedom. Right. So you have an experience of, yo, I'm enslaved and I don't have my freedoms. Now I'm free and now I want to do, I want these things that you have to do to run the country. You got to vote. We need that. Mm-hmm. We need to, you need a college education. And there's these barriers. Well, I need that for freedom's right, sake. Right. And that's that's what it's about. So like when because even like I've I've felt I've always joking was like, yo, they're just gonna bring back slavery. And I was just always joking about it. Always joke, but it's just like it's like, oh, but they can't do that. But the reality is it's like, no, they are they are trying to take away freedoms. Yes. And then when you realize that you don't have your freedom, then you gotta start moving. Yeah, I think in, in, it's wait uh one party is so dedicated to hyper capitalism and that hyper capitalism always needs that underclass um and when you're looking at a country that was founded and the head start that they had was we have people who have no rights that have to work for free 
it's it's a hell of a drug and it's like every yeah. step we're trying to get back there whether it's like the stuff with immigration and not paying people that are immigrants yeah. that's a, that's trying to get back there whether it's uh keeping people from being college educated so they have to take certain jobs yeah. that's whether it's keeping people from learning the history of, of the country so that they won't mm-hmm. uh you know push back too far on stuff it's it's all that un- we need an underclass constantly um that's what i've always taken the you know when karen would say like they want us to go back to slavery i always mm-hmm. took it as that because i think people hear that and they probably imagine like niggas in like you know like outside picking cotton yeah. and shit and i'm like nah i, I think that, like what slavery looks like now to me is uh states like kentucky or indiana one of those states passing laws where children can work right. like that that's a thing that yeah. we supposedly stopped in the industrial revolution and we're going back to yeah. that because to me that's a step closer to like you might as well be a fucking slave if you are going to a warehouse mm-hmm. and you're bringing your 13 year old with you let me tell you something that 13 year old probably not doing too well in school that 13 year old probably don't have a bright future that 13 year old probably yeah. not gonna have access to generational wealth or even the ability to build it they're just gonna yeah. be working in a fucking factory until they die one day and that's if that's the goal of half of our country uh or at least half of the elected people in our country um yeah we're fucked yeah and this go ahead okay real, real quick okay so y'all watch Marvel Secret Invasion? Yeah, yeah, I've been watching it. All right. So when I watch the show, mm-hmm. I think it's low key the blackest show on television. Yes, I feel, I feel like as black people, we're like, yo, we are here for a home, and you promised us that we get our freedom. And then there's part that some of us who are like, yo, are we ready to turn up? Not everybody. There's a community who's living, chilling. And then there's some of us who are willing to turn up, who want to turn up and see what's going on. It's like, how do you get this information? How do you get this this this, this information out to get people involved to do something? Right. And it's like, what is that? Because for me at this point, I I know, and I, I one thing like articulate before, it's mm-hmm. so much anger, and it's mm-hmm. like justified anger. It's not anger in the sense of like, why are you angry? Don't be an angry black man. I let me. And it's like, nah. Mm-hmm. This anger is justified, right? It's not coming like, out of nowhere. It's not coming out of nowhere, and everything else that's happening around you is exacerbating this anger, right? And this but, anger that I have is not unique to me in right. my way. It's like if you ha- if you have your answer, if you know your history, if you know the history of our people in this country, you have a feeling of like, yo, this this right. is messed up. And this is this shouldn't be like this. And I think for to bring it kind of full circle, I think that's why we end up yeah. with so much of the anger towards the celebrities and stuff because we just have it in other areas where we actually are empowered, but we're not using that power. We we're more apathetic. We're more you know likely to be like eh, it just is how it is. Man, that's fucked up. Or you know let's yeah, joe biden fix it you know whatever like whatever thing that that requires us to do nothing but like make put put out a tweet you know and, but then yeah. in these other areas where like a celebrity is involved like motherfuckers will like dox them and find like harass somebody right. get them yeah. fired like they'll uh, they'll yeah. put so much energy into seeing the world change that way and so little energy into exactly. like the yeah. shit that really could matter because you know i'll I'll never forget or be able to forgive <laughs> the, ap- the apathy of 2016 because t- 
to me all of this comes back to that moment of us knowing better and choosing not to do better and now the chickens are coming home to roost when you're losing affirmative action in colleges when you're losing Mm -hmm. the right to for a woman to have a choice in in in, uh whether or not she gives birth um or when you're losing uh student loan forgiveness um when gay people are now losing the right to be serviced in in the like through a fake case by the way but losing the right to get like a website made which, which is going to trickle down the most white woman thing i've ever seen happen yeah he went to the supreme court on a on a belief on a fake <laughs> like, case like, like did, did did a gay person ask you to do this no not really <laughs> well then why the fuck are you in the supreme court about it because you well what if they did though <laughs> like what yeah. what in the supreme i don't think the supreme court should be judging on but what if it had happened that's yeah. not how that works no it's it, usually what had happened was. right but it's like what could happen is imagine if plessy versus ferguson was was on some like what if shit like they would right. never take no black case they would take zero black cases about racism on some what if they they be like nigga come back when it happens right and all and also while, while we still on this topic this is how i look at it i felt like i was at a table eating eat one of my best meals fried chicken macaroni greens you know just 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 eating yeah. all my food and all of a sudden the republicans came in going you living too good you eating too much food and they come in and they just smack all my food off the table it was like bitchy yep. crumbs <laughs> i oh, have the right God. to get mad and say motherfucker what you not gonna do is bring mm-hmm. your ass up in here and turn my goddamn table over that's the anger that people should have had yeah. but instead they go well i guess i eat the crumbs bitch why <laughs> i got to eat the crumbs you bought your ass in here yep. turn my table over and then tell me what i'm supposed to deal with and and, and it's frustrating and also um i also want to say it's sad that we are in a generation a lot of people fail to realize just like you got old people you know them old people old pictures that you see with the white people being angry in the background rawr somebody grandma pop pop them people still alive you know who also still alive those black children that went to those schools so you have Mm -hmm. a generation of people who are sitting here who actually was alive before civil rights live long enough to watch civil rights go away you have a generation of people are here that were alive before and now they can't get abortions so this is a complete smack in the face to a lot of these people who are who are literally some of the foundational people who fought for a lot of these rights to see it taken away from them is very um insulting and also I also yeah. wanted to talk about the HBC um not H- yeah, HBCU um I'm, I'm bringing up HBCUs because very insulting people should have the right to go to any school they want to go to mm-hmm. people do not realize the impact that's getting ready to happen a lot of the people even the people that bought the lawsuits up i'm gonna tell you right now most people were not going to get into these elite schools all they were saying is we got to pick a handful that's all they were saying and mm-hmm. we, you're not guaranteed that once we pick you you're gonna make it it's just to get to the front door okay that's all they're saying yeah yeah. You still have to work once you get there. And it, it's very it is, insulting for insulting. all the black and brown people that have went through a lot of racism. A lot of yep. you you just hear blah 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 went through a lot of hell to get these fucking doctorate degrees, to get these masters and all this yeah. bullshit 
for you to turn around and now you shut the door on a whole generation that will not be able to get degrees in these schools and also it's, it's very frustrating and, and this is just me because we, since we're talking about it, we just, let's just talk about it then yeah, it's yeah. very frustrating for me because regardless of which school you go to HBCU or PWI you have people to get in these fucking pointless stupid ass debates a degree is a degree but you have a percentage of yeah. black people who feel like the white man's ice is colder and so you know <laughs> they go to these PWIs and then they want to shit on everybody else because mm-hmm. they feel like their degrees is higher Yeah. well bitch you ain't going to be able to get on the do- in the door either so where are you going to go Guess what? You're gonna have to yeah. go back home to some of these HBCUs that you turned your nose up and mm-hmm. you shit on. Like, yep. like, and 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 that's the thing. And, 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 and it's a trick because what's gonna happen is now HBCUs attendance is gonna go up, and you know what they're gonna do? They're gonna fucking defund them. That, that's the trick. They're gonna well, defund possi- them. Hold on, hold on. Possibly. Oh, I don't. Here's uh, the thing. Yeah. Here's the thing with the HBCU thing, though. Um, it's if you're not allowed to consider race based admission stuff i don't think you're just gonna see like black people going to hbcus you're gonna see white people applying in them shit yeah. they already go to um, um in general like that now and i don't think it's <clears throat> i don't think this administration you're gonna see a defunding of those hbcus i think you know you might see that in the republican administration in the states i mean like like individual states will start doing shit within their little systems you know how they mm-hmm. have their little yeah. systems they'll start making rules yeah. and regulations in their own little systems because yeah you got yeah. federal government no federal government not gonna chop away money well we're mostly talking about federal funding right like so when we talk about like the hbcu funding that's mostly a federal thing um i think the problem for a lot of this stuff though is that a hbcu can't necessarily contain infinite capacity no so even yeah. if even if attendance went up at a hbcu it doesn't necessarily mean like we're in the money <laughs> like it's just like like they've been barely getting by in general they've been relying on federal funding heavily anyway um many of them are private institutions not necessarily state institutions mm-hmm. yeah. in the first place Correct. but i what what i don't know the answer i don't know and i guess we're gonna find out what the fuck does a hbcu look like that can't consider racial like admitted like just how, you HCU. You're just yes. a historic college. Yes, university. like that's what I like. That's the what? question I've been. Like everyone's speculating on whether well, it's gonna be. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, are we gonna just go? It's gonna be like 90 percent white people now. Like, what? How the yeah. fuck do you have a HB HBCU? And you can't have real consider HBCU race anymore. No one's gonna like. Yeah. <laughs> no, I went to Howard. Like, I went to Hillcrest University. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, we're gonna get renamed, rebranded. It's the literal. It's the literal opposite of 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 this ruling. Is my point, and I wonder. And it's not like I just wonder about that shit. It just seems like I I don't have. I don't want to go Man. so doom and gloom that it's you know not based in like facts i don't i think we're gonna find out the answers yeah. to these things and may, well, maybe and maybe hypothesis yeah maybe maybe it's exactly what you say but i just i just don't know how it how it can function because being black is a, a integral part to a hbcu and then you're saying yeah that's not allowed anymore don't don't consider race well i okay so i did a thing where i listened to the arguments of the affirmative action case so yeah. for every senate senate uh hearing you can go to their site and hear the yeah. whole argument so i was listening to right and there's two things that stood out to me because one 
they don't really say race. They keep they keep bringing up color of your skin, yes. color of your skin, yeah. color of your skin. If you if you and I'm just like, so how do you know someone's skin color? <laughs> right. right. By their what they write, you know what I mean? Right. Like, right. Are, are you saying like, oh, you too light? Are you paper bag testing? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Color of their skin. It's not about skin color. It's right. about uh, heritage and people who were held back and the senses of this and, and you know and those things. And then the other part of it is that um, so the the group uh, students for uh, fair admissions, right? That started these cases. Um, it was kind of under the guise of uh, I think a lot of Asian Americans who were like, yo, we are not being accepted to these schools. We want to be accepted, right? And I understand that fight and I get that fight. And it's like, hey. We want to be accepted. Hey, do your thing. I don't think it should have come at the expense of dismantling something for other right. people who are not white people. Like, it should right. have come at our expense. It should have been like, hey, maybe there should have been something also allotted for you. Like, we want yeah. you to have it, but don't step on our backs. Well, also, this is another fake case. This is another yeah. fake case. Like, it's an Asian dude from Canada coming yeah. down to, to like just to literally just be the face of this yeah. for these white folks and he's gonna go back to canada he wants to run for office in canada like this is not a once again another republican not real case coming before mm-hmm. the nakedly uh nakedly just power hungry supreme court that is like completely partisan at this point it's just coming before them it's just this is a means to an end that we could have stopped mm-hmm. um but people aren't that invested in and this is the last thing i want to say on it and then we can wrap up but the thing that bothers me the most about all this is the response to it being like uh so i see kamala harris didn't do anything or you know fix this joe biden he can fix this with a stroke of his pen and what (laughs) what's bothering me is in addition to those things not being true meaning uh all the stuff all the solutions that are supposed to just be joe biden can do it by itself all need to go through congress yes and and most yeah. of them will be challenged and mm-hmm. almost a hundred percent guarantee they'll go to this supreme court yes it will. so yeah. all all and the we like need to, we need not even to march real quick mm-hmm. we don't need to march i'll tell you this i think some of the republicans are crazy do what you want to do but one thing they got right on that january 6th shit they're like fuck it and ran up we, on the thing on the other side having we haven't gotten to our fucking phase yet mm-hmm. and it's long that overdue do the work. it's long overdue mm-hmm. it's 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 like the republicans they organize and like or whatever the the french people i don't want to organize and be like hey we gonna fuck we we all gonna get together and we gonna say fuck it at this point in time Mm -hmm. well it's hard here's the thing it's hard it's hard for our side it's hard for our side to have a fucking moment because we don't know know what it is well we we also don't align on on one issue Mm -hmm. yeah like we are we are a coalition of people with different issues that at the end of the day um will let other people issues slide you know it's what karen said yeah. we, we got gay yeah. marriage fuck trans rights you know um we got affirmative action i don't i don't care about gay people being discriminated against like so right. white people have one last issue and it's just whiteness it's mm-hmm. so, just like this is like we didn't get what we want we riding you know when we were like should we ride i don't know maybe it's a good thing that so but the should thing grab a snack yeah the thing i was um <laughs> the thing i was gonna say though was the solutions being people want very quick solutions that require very little work right and so i'm a little worried that the response to a over 40 year organized right wing 
uh plan that is paying off in 2023 you know i'm a little worried that our solution being like well joe biden right executive order is so fucking short-sighted and dumb that Mm -hmm. if he if he does it and it don't work which is what happened with the first time he tried to do um student loans by the way um and if it doesn't work these motherfuckers are the go home type they not the yes. they not the run up on the capital type they not the run up on the voting yeah. booth type you they the go home type no, and so not. i i worry about that shit because um the i don't think this i was talking with this was a fan of the show on social media and i just said we i want to take the conversation off social media because it, i can yeah. see how this is going to be taken out of context and i know we align on a lot of the same values but what i'm saying is to me deeper than the thing you're saying like the thing you're saying is like we should just try we should try these things that we haven't tried before just on the off chance that that maybe we can change the game you know so like have joe biden write an executive order or or institute a 1965 law or some shit and i'm like that's cool i'm not saying not to do it what i'm saying is (laughs) when this shit don't work because my belief is it won't work right oh it's not gonna work yeah so it's when work right so when when the shit don't work when are we gonna go back to basics which is you just have to outvote these people right because i think that's the only real answer i don't think all this other shit where like like we're gonna expand the court do you actually know what that process is or are you just saying it just because saying it's it. hard to get a supreme court justice confirmed as is now you want to create yeah. more and confirm a bunch of them that is not gonna happen and what happens when there are just more more people who are not thinking the way you want so now instead of yeah. six three yeah, exactly. now yeah. nine three what yeah. what, are you, what are we gonna do now like right. what what stop this like i'm not like, i'm not saying this i'm not saying it is it's like i get that people don't like when joe biden them bring up the like i hear what y'all saying but if we do this and set a precedent and then republicans get in office they are not like us like they won't have a filter of like you know what guys for the spirit of the law we should just go ahead and let the people have it no they're gonna be like get 27 supreme court races in there like they not like it won't be a limit and and so i think our side doesn't like that we have to work at some point yeah and that it's not gonna be mm-hmm. it's not gonna be fancy it's not gonna be flashy it's, it's not gonna, gonna look work. good on twitter it's, it's gonna be work. work it's just gonna be fucking work you you're gonna have to slogan on the t-shirt you're gonna have to it. go into your community and change some minds right you're gonna have to compromise with some people that you yes. hate you're gonna have to uh build coalitions with people that you don't see eye to eye with you're gonna have to do something yeah. that doesn't necessarily make you look great right but but it'll get you the win yeah. that's the thing that i yeah. that i see not being talked about enough i just see a lot of like well what if we do this and i'm like well nigga it's a whole process it's just you can't just okay. do that <laughs> i'm just like look listen ain't nothing else working i just want to run up on the Capitol one time i mean we'll figure it out later yeah exactly yeah why can't we by the way uh they still arresting them people from okay. the Capitol. they still arresting them by the yeah. way just letting y'all know i mean I'm saying I'm not gonna be there, <laughs> but I'm just yeah. saying let's just because <laughs> like the one thing we do definitively know when it comes to the numbers, we actually do have more Democratic voters than Republican voters. Mm-hmm. We actually do, y'all. That's a number. We actually put a number on that. The a Republican president hasn't won the popular vote since uh 
maybe reagan so like we do know we have the numbers so that that's the that's a hard fact so then the question becomes why the fuck the numbers don't be numbering (laughs) and and what can we do about that and that's just hard work man that's that's more than just uh that's you gotta outwork them it's it's the thing where everybody was like stacy abrams is a genius she figured out georgia and then when you talk to stacy abrams what she say we had to outvote them like she didn't like she didn't have like this like it's a master plan of like knowing where to vote but she was straight up on some like yeah at the end of the day what we did was we just went and got every fucking body that could vote and said let's go vote so i think that's what we should be thinking about rather than can we get the rights back immediately because we know that that's not Mm -hmm. gonna happen Mm -hmm. because we had it on our side for 40 years and we fucked it off right all right all right listen yeah we gotta wrap this up all right this has been fun we always get to talking with mike uh mike tell everybody where to go to check out comedy outliers and to get the tickets one more time please go to yo mike brown.com americancollins.com or unionhallny.com get your tickets comedy outliers friday july 7th at 10 p.m brooklyn stand up comedy vibes i promise you i'm not going to talk about america on that <laughs> i'm not i'm not i promise you i promise you I, I might if you come to the show when you're like yo do you do you really want to go to the capitol i'm gonna be like yo are you driving but i'm chilling i ain't gonna bring it up we're gonna fuck around other than that we're gonna bring it up i ain't gonna bring it up come to the show. do y'all already have y'all's uh lineup of of, of what comedians y'all gonna oh, yeah, we, we have we have a few that we announced we have okay. uh, asad bimbo uh young dude really really funny we got uh zilla Bondis, who is fucking dope as shit and we got uh casey james lango oh um, yeah i know casey yeah. yeah and and yeah so yeah you heard, you heard what you heard what it was i had to do like oh yeah let's that's go the that's mm-hmm. the vibe so i love to see it man yeah. and yeah. tell us about decepticomics decepticomics show that is going to be on july 31st that's going to be in brooklyn um you can get the tickets there at yomikebrown.com the tickets for that are going up next week so just stay tuned. Uh, follow me at Yo Mike Brown on everything because I will be posting it and coming back, quote unquote, outside and giving feeding the monster of Instagram. But I'm not feeding it like these other comics. I'm, I'm just I'm just talking my shit. Okay. I'm giving you I'm giving you the vibes. I'm just you're not doing you you're not doing the crowd work videos. You're not doing the no. Okay. No. Nah, I right. mean, unless it's a good unless it's a good video. Right. Unless, it, unless it works. You know, okay. <laughs> I say, I say plant some people in the crowd. Plant plant some yeah, fake I'm people like, in the crowd and just did that proud work video. Yeah, I'm gonna do some I'm gonna do some other shit. I'm yeah. Gonna some, <laughs> I'm gonna put myself in the crowd. Watch. That would be great. Honest to God, that would Yeah, you see it. Yeah. That would be hilarious as fuck as if you planted yourself in the crowd and made it seem like you was doing your own crowd work. That would be yeah. fucking yeah. That, that's some meta yeah. shit. That's some can't stop, won't yeah. stop level yeah. comedy right there. <laughs> Yo, it's listen. I'm back outside, man. Y'all, <laughs> all right, y'all well, do nothing with the game, man. I'm here. Thank you, thank you, <laughs> thank you for being here, man. Thank this is fun. Uh, behind the scenes, might work with us because last week we got COVID, so we was gonna have him on last week, but we had to like move yeah. it, and he was so flexible. Yeah. Thank you, baby, uh, to we work with. So. Up, thank you, brother, it. and um, you. good luck to Comedy Outliers. We'll be listening. Mm-hmm. Everybody else, uh, we'll be back later on in the week. I know we have Simeon Goodson, we have Jail Covan coming up uh this week we may take tomorrow off it just depends on how it goes until then i love you i love you too